0: Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Angels. We all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers. And they're all around us. Sometimes they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join angel communicator, Reiki master, and QHHT hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman for stories from real people who have experienced real-life angel encounters. In this episode
1: of Real Life Angel Encounters, I'm talking with my Aunt Mary Jane, (laughs) who's got some great family stories. Um, (laughs) And I remember these stories and I wanted to have uh, you here to to talk about them. So there's one about your mom, my grandma.
2: Yes, yes. This is about as close as I've ever come to uh, angels. I'm not to, I don't know they're ignoring me except for my guardian angels are doing a pretty good job I must You're doing a great job yeah actually I cannot complain uh the the help is working really well <laughs> uh, no but this story about my mother Chrissy's uh, grandmother was uh happening shortly after her death now I was not Christy had the idea that I had her had messages from her at the moment of her passing that wasn't true unfortunately but I came back to Kansas City for her funeral and uh, at the at the time I was staying in my sister's house and the day of her funeral um, it was very very early morning the sun wasn't even quite up yet, and there was just a little sliver of the uh, of the old moon, you know, getting ready to do its uh, conjunction there. But just this little sliver in the sky, and I swear, I I sat up straight in bed. This was, you know, it was not even dawn. Sat up straight in bed, which is not in my That's general. That's not like you. That's not no, in. No, no. This is. It really takes a lot to get me out of bed uh, that early, especially. Uh, But there I was, just sat up straight in bed. There was something happening and I got out of bed really fast. I was all alone in the house. Everybody was quiet and sneaked downstairs, went out to the backyard in front of my sister and back of my sister's house. I was all alone there, um, kind of watching the, the light change. And there was this little sliver of moon in the sky and all of a sudden I heard my mother's voice, but absolutely, clearly, absolutely clearly. She was saying, uh, don't worry about me. It, you know, the, the passing was difficult, but I'm fine. I'm feeling really good where I am. And just tell everyone that I'm really fine where I am. And that was all, but it was so, it was so comforting and so surprising, first of all, I'm not really ready for messages coming from the eau or anywhere else, but there she was, there she was, just clear as a bell. And yeah, it was really quite touching, uh, very reassuring, I must say. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really fairly common
1: because the one thing we really want to know about our loved ones is, are they okay? And uh-huh. so this is more common than you would think for them to appear, you know, after the time of death, shortly after the time of death, at the time of death, or even around the time of the funeral uh-huh. and just make their presence known, let us know that they're okay, that they don't, we don't have to worry about them.
2: Yeah. That's, that was it. And uh, after um, I had had this, this travel thing get just getting to uh, uh my mother's funeral was already a chore it was horrific i'm living in europe and was coming back to uh, central america and uh the trip was terrible i had understood that she had been quite ill actually she was uh, not in good shape at, for at a long the, time at the end yeah for a long time and so uh, with all of this going on um finally just to have this what turned out to be a very personal message telling me to get everyone, you know, copacetic that everything was fine with her finally. And, uh, it just, yeah, it really felt very, very good. Very, very good. And you said you were the happiest person at the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was fine I felt really so relieved and so uh so happy you know it was it was just uh uh a big relief I felt that she was relieved and uh just relieved from a lot of pain a lot of uh worry about I'm not sure she was that ready to die actually uh I don't know that but uh, she seemed just very good just very good and with that I was very good too finally Right,
1: yeah, <clears throat> that is a very comforting and reassuring message to receive. I have to agree, mm-hmm. especially ha- as sick as she was, she was really not doing very well for yeah, a
2: long this time. Is it. And, and just knowing and that she just was just okay. finally say, "Well, all right, she's been delivered," you know, from a very bad situation. So sure. sure. Now you have
1: another story about another family member, not quite um, an angel or really a loved one visitation. Oh. But I thought this was fun.
2: I just While while I'm talking about my mom, though, and talking about this Aunt Lucy that I'll get around to in a second, it was my Aunt Lucy who told me a story about my mother as they were young girls, teenagers, or in their early 20s. Yeah, yeah. It was very strange. Now, my mother was the both down-to-earth, you know, salt-of-the-earth kind of woman, you can imagine, but she apparently had her moments when she was very receptive to message com- messages coming from other places and my aunt Lucy told me a story about um my mom who came home saying oh I just uh, I just crossed uh, Johnny you know one of their high one of their high school buddies in this small town where they were living I just saw Johnny on the street uh, apparently he's home from wherever he's been i think he was they were at the in the war and um lucy said no it's not possible he died he's dead he's uh, it was last week he was dead and my mother said no i just saw him (laughs) so she apparently was fairly sensitive at certain points when she allowed herself to be Right, yeah. properly surprised. I think this is true of a lot of us, too, that we're basically more sensitive than we want to uh, finally let on.
1: Right. Well, and she was not expecting that at all. And so if she had thought that this would have been a possibility, she could have blocked herself, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that she would not be able to perceive that. But she had no idea. She was completely open. And not not blocked
2: yeah, in the leak when we're when we're permeable. And this is what I tell people well, through through sophrology, through a lot of hypnotic states, and so on. We can become permeable to messages that are all around us, you know. And right. I think this is uh, true in lots and lots of cases. Right. The story, uh, the story that involves my aunt Lucy, the same Aunt Lucy who was putting out the word about my mom, um, came from uh her from her own uh situation and lucy was the black sheep of the family you have to see this woman she was the one who was always involved in uh, in uh, uh esoteric questions so she was always she's the one who turned me on to the tarot and to astrology in fact um all these many years ago but she had a she moved early on. She left um, central Missouri to go seek her fortune in um, Los Angeles. She became a very uh, well-known antique dealer there. And she was always involved with, um, with uh, witchcraft, with covens, with groups doing esoteric studies and stuff. Always. Well, one day... Um, she there was a there was a meeting there was a coven that was called up and she couldn't go she couldn't go but uh she was ill at home as, as it turned out and so she didn't show up but uh late in the afternoon she had this well she was in her sick bed whatever she had this overwhelming perfume of carnations coming over her into her bedroom and just, you know, opened windows and just all kinds of things to kind of clear the air a bit. And 20 minutes later, her phone rang and her friends called up and they said, um, did you receive our bouquet? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how cool is that? You know? oh, like floor up, you know, just automatically, just think these things up, and they're there in your bedrooms. Fantastic. And send them
1: out there. I would love to yeah. receive a bouquet like that.
2: she was she was all just blown away but not too surprised as it turned out because she knew these people pretty well
1: (laughs) well it's good to know what some of these people can be
2: capable of too (laughs) also yeah i think this particular coven was pretty white they weren't going into black magic you know they were doing nice things if they were limiting themselves to uh sending out bouquets of carnations why so much the better
1: Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Next up, we have Angela. Now, if you listen to the Radiate Wellness podcast, which I hope you do, Angela was on a recent episode talking about her company, Parting Gifts, which is a beautiful tribute to her late sister, Melissa. So in this story, she tells of a special message that she got from her sister in the most unusual way.
3: Oh, I do. You know, I love this story. <laughs> I, I have. I've been working on this for a long, for a while. And again, I'm lucky to be surrounded by so many great friends um, that have helped me, given me ideas, filled me with light, and helped me magnify that into something greater. Um, but, uh, you know, actually it's funny that I'm sitting here while we're talking about this because right outside the window, for those of you who can, who are watching, um, there's a bird feeder. I love to watch the birds here because in Parsons, there's so many beautiful birds, but I was watching this show one day on Netflix. I think it was, and I think it's called surviving death. And, and it, it's really this, um, series about, you know, um, life after death or, you know, that sort of experiences. But, um, one episode in particular struck me and it was a woman, uh, out of the Netherlands, I believe, and she's a medium and she was talking about, you know, we, we don't really need a medium or somebody to talk to somebody who's passed on that. They're always there. What you, what you need to do is ask for a something specific or a sign and, and really just sort of be patient and wait for that. And I thought, Okay, Melissa. You know, it's been three years, and I've I have you know asked, you know, I've looked for a sign, I've waited for whatever. If you're really there, I said I I want to see a bluebird in winter because it was it was winter time, and there and there's no bluebirds here in the winter time. And I thought I want that specific, and that that's what I want. And a couple of days passed and I didn't see anything. And, and I went home on my, my commute from Parsons to Kansas city and is about two and a half hours. And so on that drive, I was listening to a CD that my friend had sent me in the mail, my very best friend. Um, and it was Howard Jones, um, live at cyan, I think is what it was. And, um, she knows that I love Howard Jones and she sent me this CD and I thought, well, who sends CDs anymore? You know, people just bit, but she did, she sent me the CD. And so I put it in and I'm listening to it. And then I hear the words just like this, that bluebird, I'm free. And I, I I was stunned. So I, I rewound it, which I guess you can do with CDs, you know, and you can't do with your other, you know, so when you're listening to the radio, so maybe that was the reason I got the CD. So anyway, I, I pushed rewind and, uh, back or whatever it is. And, um, I listened to the whole beginning of the song and, and it, it, it was, if my sister was in the room speaking to me, uh, telling me exactly what happened, you know, it it said, um, you know, I talked about, I was so high, my head whirled, and dropped my cell phone down the loop. My sister died in the bathroom and, um, it, it, and the song went on to say, you know, I'm, you know, look at, look up here. I'm in heaven. I mean, it just, and then it, and it said, just like that bluebird, I'm free. And it just kept going through that refrain. And when I looked back at the name of the song, it was called Lazarus, which again stopped me. And then to have that story just explained to me so clearly, like like if she was just sitting in the room telling me. And then the very next song was his uh, Howard Jones' song called New Song. And it says, I've been waiting for so long to come here now and sing this song. Oh, And it's like... She was just saying to me, "I've been waiting for you. I've been just, I've just been waiting for you to say, you know, to ask." And here I, you know, and so it filled me with the most tremendous peace. And I have to tell you, I'm not before this. I, I wasn't the most, uh, you know, I'm sort of a spiritual person, but not, you know, I've, I'm a. I've worked in science for a long time, you know. I i just i wasn't quite sure how I felt about those experiences, but if she if I had seen her in a vision it 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 wouldn't have been more clear I'm absolutely convinced it was her, and i don't think there's anything anybody could do to tell me otherwise and I also have to say it filled me with the most tremendous peace. Um, yeah. Most of us have some fear of death, I think, um, which is why we have such a hard time talking about grief uh, um, and consoling people because we we don't know what to say, um, but I don't I don't have that anymore. It's just it just it's just like evaporated. I think it's Ram Dass who says we're all just walking each other home, mm-hmm. and some of us make it home before other people do. But when you think about it, there's not really anything to fear about being at home.
1: There's not, you know. And compassion literally means with passion. Yeah, you know, passion being emotion, passion being strong emotion. With passion, compassion. And I actually pulled up the Howard those lyrics. It was a David Bowie song that I'm sure he covered. Yeah, he he wrote it right not long before he died. I think. Right. Um, it says, "Look, look up here. I'm in heaven. I've got star mm-hmm. scars that can't be seen. I've got drama can't be stolen. Everybody knows me now. Look up here, man. I'm in danger. I've got nothing left to lose. I'm so high it makes my brain whirl." Dropping my cell phone down below, ain't that just like me?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. I just, you know, I still, I still get goosebumps when I, when I hear those words. So I, and then after that experience, I, I have to say, I just sort of, you know, her name meant uh, her name was Melissa Dawn, which meant uh, wow. honeybee to dark strangers, actually, which is interesting because her husband was from Honduras and he was a little darker, and so. Uh I, you know, I just sort of see her. She's just so, you know, a little bee I I feel out in the world sometimes. Well, and that's that is so true of our loved ones. And you're right. Um you
1: we don't need anything special. We don't need an intermediary to know that they're right. around. All we just have to do is think of them and pay attention. Pay attention yeah. to what's showing up.
3: I, I've come to feel that the you know the space between here and there is is you know infinitesimal it's it's yeah. the same thing
1: it is yeah i i i do believe that they are around us all the time and just like x-rays or gamma razor uh, microwaves or infrared is we can't see them with the equipment that we have we need right. you know for nighttime we need infrared or night got uh night vision goggles but Right. just don't have the perceptors to perceive
3: them and so yeah I think so but then once you once you finally get there I think that you 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 can start noticing you know I, I developed a meditation practice um yeah. as part of the my grieving process and and to get through and I have to say it made meditation will change your life it has changed mind and it, it helps me um sort of transcend those 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 waves of grief sometimes that come and to get through those but it also allows me to 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 go back to those happy memories and relive them again you know to to see the moment and feel the moment and the joy or the sorrow or whatever it is and you know with grief there's like so many things there's there's no there's no under over around there's only through and, um, you can delay going through and some people don't ever get through, but, um, the cure for the pain is the pain and we have to feel it. And, um, when we do though, and we get to the other side, then we can, we can find something really beautiful in it.
1: If you have lost a loved one or a friend, I hope this episode has brought you some comfort know that your loved one is truly only a thought away. At this time of the holiday season when people are gathering to celebrate and enjoy each other, you may be feeling that loss a bit more deeply than at other times of the year. But you also may be talking with your friends, your family, and the people around you about those loved ones, know that they cannot resist a party and will come even closer when you're talking about them. If the conversation turns toward messages or signs that you've received from your loved ones, well by all means, I'd love to hear them. Please send those stories to Angel Encounters podcast at gmail.com that's angel encounters podcast all one word at gmail.com and you may be featured on an upcoming episode
0: a special thank you to james wheeler for the original music and cassandra harold for the voiceovers Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com.